Welcome to the Purposeful Parenting Podcast. I'm Harriet Rowe, wife and mother of four adult children, three girls and one boy, all graduates of the United States Military Academy at West Point. Grab a cup of tea or coffee, get cozy, and take in your weekly dose of Purposeful Parenting. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of Purposeful Parenting. Let me ask you something. What have you set your affections on? Who do you value the most in this life? Do you value yourself over and above everyone else? What about a loved one? Is it your husband, your child, maybe a brother or a sister? Or do you set your affections on God. Well, I want to talk to you a little bit about Eli. You see, Eli was a priest in the Bible, and he is the perfect example for the wrong answers to these questions. But he did have one claim to fame, and that is he helped raise Samuel. You see, Samuel was a powerful man of God, a prophet, and when he was born, Because Hannah had prayed for him, she gave him back to God, which meant she took him to the temple to be raised by by Eli. Now, interestingly enough, although Eli was a priest, his environment was not ideal to raising a child. In fact, Chuck Swindoll says, despite the environment... Samuel becomes like a fragrant rose growing near a cesspool. So let's take a look and see just what was going on at Eli's place. Well, Eli had two sons, and they were also priests. Sadly, his two sons were absolutely terrible men. They abused their power as priests. They had no respect for God or their duties as priests. In fact, they even abused the sacrifices that were brought to the temple. And they slept with the women that were assigned to come to the temple to help Eli. Now, Eli rebuked his sons, but he did not discipline them, and he did not remove them from their duties. Jesus Christ teaches us that we are to love God more than our own father, more than our mother, more than our spouse, and yes, more than our children. Now, sometimes this may seem strange. That is until we see someone who loves their family more than they love their God. Eli was a man who, with all his priestly duties and privileges, had reduced God, not just in his heart, but in his life. Eli's life was his own comfort instead of that of the Lord's. His affections were of prosperity, and he devalued God and wanted to keep peace with his sons instead of doing what God wanted him to do. Well, Probably the saddest thing of all was 
Eli was even confronted with some of this and would deny everything that happened. He was willing to take the consequences that were going to be given to him rather than to obey God. And as you might think, as a result, God judged all three men severely. And when someone sins, it doesn't just affect the person who sins. It's like a ripple effect. Eli's family also suffered. In fact, there was a collapse of his family. And I talk about Eli today because it can help us spot the danger signals of our own family. Chuck Swindoll talks about the danger signals of family disintegration. And he does this by talking about the collapse of Eli's family. And he tells us, as I mentioned earlier, that the danger signals of our own family can be seen as we look at what was going on in Eli's life. First of all, Eli was preoccupied with his profession to the exclusion of his family's needs. Eli was a very busy priest and judge. And as his sons were growing up, we wonder where was Eli? Why wasn't he there to deal with their rebellion that they were showing when it first started? You see, the father has to be have a sensitive heart and the mother has to have her eyes open so that they'll see the signs of rebellion and can deal with it early. That kind of perception requires knowing your child's heart early on and being aware. Yes, having a successful profession, it's great and it's, recommend, it's, it's commended, but there's no professional success or spiritual acclaim that can make up for neglecting your child. The second thing that Chuck Swindoll says is that Eli refused to face the severity of his son's lifestyle. Now, Eli heard the reports, but he would rationalize them away. Now, think about it. Do you do this? Do you hear something or see your child doing something and you say, oh, he's tired or, oh, he's just a boy? Well, yes, some things are because they're tired. Some things are because they are just a boy. But you have to be sensitive and know what's going on with your child and not rationalize their bad behavior. What his sons were doing wasn't just an insignificant thing. It was something they were doing that defiled the place where God's people worshipped. And Eli was turning a blind eye to this. So what we need to do as parents is take an honest look at the sins of those under our care. And we can't dodge it. We have to start early with our kids and take their words and actions seriously, just as God does. And this can make a big difference. We cannot minimize the bad actions or the ungodly actions that our children do. The third thing that Chuck Swindoll says is that Eli failed 
to respond correctly to the warnings of others. Now, God will use other people to help us see the truth about our children. It may be someone in the school. It may be a friend who notices something. It may be a Sunday school teacher. And it's very important to keep your eyes, your ears, and your heart open to what's going on with your child. Third, Eli failed to respond correctly to the warnings of others. Other people were telling Eli what was going on. Eli knew that his sons were doing things that went totally against God. And we have to remember that God uses other people to help us see the truth about our children. And once again, it could be a teacher. And finally, Eli rationalized wrongly and became a part of the problem. He practically winked at what his sons were doing. He permitted them to get away with these things. And he even fattened himself on what they were doing. Chuck Swindoll says, I want you to warn you against smiling and actions that should not be smiled at. In other words, when your children are doing something that they should not do, don't smile at it. Don't think it's cute. If it's something that's outright rebellious, it needs to be correct. You need to refuse also to relinquish your authority as mothers and fathers. You need to be aware of what's going on. And in this day and age, you need to know what your child is being taught in school. You need to know what is being read to them at the library story time hour. You need to know what is going on in your child's life. And you need to nip it in the bud as soon as possible. Now, Chuck Swindoll goes on to give three points of application that can help. And he says, first of all, we need to wake up. We need to wake up to responsibilities as parents. Your children long to know that they are secure in your love. You need to observe your children. You need to listen to them. You need to pray for them and pray with them and think about them, talk with them. Disintegration happens while we're sleeping on the job as parents. The second point is talk straight. Chuck Swindoll says, I've never met a child who didn't appreciate straight talk. Don't be vague. If you're concerned, say so. If you have hard questions, ask. Talk straight about curfew, about drugs, about choosing friends, about dating, about sex. Talk straight. And once again, do it based on your child's developmental level. And last but not least, he says that you need to stay close. And if you're not close now, you need to start getting close. If they don't want your close relationship, then you need to wedge yourself in. Find out a way. Find an avenue that will unify you with your child and then walk into it. 
when they question what you're doing, then tell them that you're sorry if you have come across detached before, but you want a relationship with them and you want to connect with them. It's never too late to start doing what's right. But once again, in saying this, remember, you are not to be your child's best friend. Now, some people may find that hard, but it's true. Remember, friends cannot discipline friends. It takes a parent to discipline a child. So you cannot be their best friend while you are teaching them while they are growing up. At some point when they're older, yes, you can become their best friend. But while they are in your home and they are learning, you need to guide them. And more importantly, you need to guide them in the direction of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Remember, he loves your child more than you will ever love your child. And he wants you to guide them according to his principles. He wants you to parent on purpose. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Purposeful Parenting. For more tips on parenting, or if you would like to reach out, please visit me on HarrietRowe.com and follow me on Facebook, Harriet Rowe. That's Harriet with two T's. I look forward to grabbing a cup of tea or coffee with you next week. Feel free to invite a friend. Until then, this is Harriet Rowe reminding you to parent on purpose. Thank you.